Hello friends, distant acquaintances. So um, I'm going to talk a bit about uh, how there's always more to say. And, um, you know, like you might think, oh yeah, people have probably had this exact same conversation before and um, this is, you know, not there's no new ideas under the sun and all that. I don't think that's actually true. I think, you know, yeah, there's some conversations and ideas and stuff that have already been put forward, but there's genuine novelty, just like, you know, you know, the first time the Big Bang happened or the second time it happened, no, um, uh, you know, first time, like, you know, a sun formed or a planet formed or, you know, a pyramid was built or whatever it is, you know, um, or like, you know, the internet was made or all kinds of or poetry, you know, poems, which are unique, you know, thing is like the amount of possibilities, like, say if you take the number of words in a dictionary and then, you know, obviously you can't just put them all together and, you know, there's a bunch of sentences that don't mean anything, kind of nonsense. Um, but, uh, you know, like if even, if you even, you know, taking that into account and reducing it by like a hundredfold or whatever, the things which would make sense or whatever, um, there's so many, you know, like uh, options for putting the, the meaning and how many poems could you make, you know? If there's so many words um, and combinations of the words where it gets to the point where it's like, you know, if you've got a phone number, if you're trying to guess a, a, um, a code, like a PIN code, um, and it's like um, 10 digits long, that's not, you know, it's like um, if it's just one digit long, you have a one in 10 chance of success. But then when there's two digits, it's a one in 100 chance of success now because it's 10 times 10. It could be one, one be zero zero could be two two or it could be like one two or one three or three one or three, you know um so there's a hundred options now and then three digits a thousand options etc um so like what by the time you've got 10 what is that like a billion or something or more um options so and yeah but basically like, so i kind of thought it'd be interesting i was like what, what am i going to talk about you know it's like oh well it's fine yeah something's going to pop up there's always more to say you know and I thought, like, oh, yeah, interesting. Like, you know, we are all going to be dead at some point. And, uh, and you know, who knows, like, what, what you know, the ultimate fate of the universe is. Or I think we'll always be, still be here in some way. Someone will. Or, like, we will and the deepest part of us will, I, I believe. But um, will we be, we be talking or will we just be, like, oh, hanging out, lounging in the heart of the universal sun? I mean, I um, you tell me. But uh, um, nonetheless, let's take a more conventional view of things and say, you know, you know, the sun melts the earth or whatever. And let's say humans are gone one day or whatever. Um, there would still be things we could never say. Or even within our li own lifetimes, there's more than you'll ever be able to say. More interesting and unique things. Um, so I kind of want to talk kind of about like what a conversation is and then why, upon that understanding, you know, it's like overflowing with possibility for things to talk about, interesting things. So basically, I think like, you know, life is evolving, the universe is evolving. You've got like the Big Bang, and you know, where did that come from? Where did it happen? Why did it happen on that, pati that particular time? These are all valid questions which get overlooked kind of by the mainstream materialist paradigm. Like, you know, give me one miracle and I'll explain everything. That kind of, as, was it Ter Terence McKenna? Um, satired it um 
But, uh, but yeah, just with that basic understanding, you know, and then there's some truth to that, right? And then there's, there's the mystery around like the other what, what we can't perceive and measure with our instruments and stuff, but could still be still would totally be there in the background, the unseen mechanics of the universe. Just like if we didn't have noses, we wouldn't know that smell existed. Um, and we'd be like, what? There's no other senses. What are you talking about? It's like, well, if you gave everyone noses, then suddenly, like, oh, okay, there is something. Oh, yeah, that makes sense how it fits in. Or it's like particles going in, you know, okay. So there is another sense possible, actually. What other senses are possible? Like, are there like, could there be like 44 senses that some alien being has just because they're just picking up different streams of data, you know? Um, so, but yeah, so, you know, you've got like, this, um, you know, you like imagine someone hitting like uh, the white, the cue ball breaking, you know, in pool, you know, and they start, you know, hit the white ball and it hits all the color balls and they'll go everywhere. In the kind of Newtonian mechanics, like basic understanding of things, it's like, you know, there's the Big Bang and everything started, you know, shooting outwards in every direction, you know, and um, uh, I don't know, a bunch of stuff happened, but like things start, are, are evolving, you know, and the universe is expanding um, into what you might ask. Okay, let's not worry about that right now. But, um, uh, you know, uh, things are, any particular point of the universe seems to be, um, yeah, moving and evolving. And there's these um, cascades of energy, you know, kind of uh, interweaving and, you know, um, returning into each other and separating and coming back together, etc. So you've got, like, say, the physical universe and then, you know, like heavier um, elements things combine and get like what met, cooked up in the heart of stars or something. And then you, that's where you get these heavier elements and then they, you know, con condense into planets and stuff. And you have organic life developing say on earth there. And then you have the history of life on earth. And there's all these layers and layers of development where all the previous layers continue to exist. It's still just, you know, energy. It's still just, and then on top of that, it's protons, electrons, and neutrons, these microstructures, um, and, you know, when did they develop? Were they there from the beginning of the Big Bang? Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Um, maybe some physicist knows. Um, but, uh, and then, you know, like, uh, oh, you have gold and you have silver and you have carbon and you have um, boron. What is it? Borium? I don't know. Whatever. Um, nitrogen. You have all these different um, elements, um, not to mention cadmium, right? And cadmium. Um, and... Uh, they are all just protons, electrons, and neutrons. So it's like in the heart, in the nucleus, there's pro um, uh, protons and neutrons, like these different, you know, um, I think neutrons neg neutrally charged, protons positively. Um, and then around them, you have um, a cloud of electrons, which are negatively charged, if I remember correctly. Um, and so... You know the the, um, the new uh, basically different elements like hydrogen or you know gold or like iron or whatever they're just different numbers of protons and neutrons like is it one of each or is it two and one or three and one or three and sixteen or whatever you know I don't know um, but there's different combinations of um, them in the nucleus the heart of the you know the uh, atom and then you've a bunch of those atoms together and that's what we call a brick of you know iron or a brick of gold or whatever. Um, and so, um, that's, it's simultaneously just protons, electrons, and neutrons, just like it was before any gold existed. It was just like, you know, everything's hydrogen or whatever it was, you know, very sim more simple. Um, just one of each, I think, is that hydrogen? Um, and, and yet 
um, it's different. Um, or just like, oh, all these Lego blocks in the box, everything's broken. And then, you know, say a Lego city made of, you know, all these blocks. It's the same thing, it's just a bunch of blocks, but they've been organized in a different way, you know? And so, you know, this bio, um, chemistry, all the combinations of all these, um, you know, uh, elements and then molecules, combinations of elements, and then, you know, all these different processes that occur between, um, you know, the dance between these molecules and elements. Um, that's on top of, like, it's happening, but it hasn't replaced the basic thing of just energy or just protons and electrons and neutrons. It's simultaneous. It's like a, a structuring. So it's a higher, an emergent higher level of organization, which it's fair enough to call like, uh, its own level of reality. And, oh, no, that doesn't exist. It's just protons, electrons, neutrons. Well, it's really useful to describe it and talk about that. Like, how are we going to talk about chemistry if, we can't, if we're just referring to everything as, you know, protons, electrons, and neutrons? And so, and then on top of that, these things turn into like organic life and like plants and stuff. And it gets to the point where just referring to it as the elements or molecules is no longer useful. And actually, we should start calling that a leaf, that a stem, and that a flower and whatever. Um, and so, but it's simultaneously just energy, just protons, neutrons, and neutrons, just chemistry, uh, and yet it's also these uh, biological biology, biological systems. And then you have more and more complicated, you know, systems, um, you know, amoebas up to like, you know, uh, trees and, you know, um, humans and all this, you know, animals and plants and fungi. Um, and uh, then on top of that, you have, you know, say human society, you have like, you know, civilization. And you could say maybe some chimps and stuff have society, you know, or some dolphins and stuff. They have social creatures, birds, you know, um, these societies, social in, um, systems where these biological agents are actually interacting in, um, in kind of feedback loops where they affect each other. And, oh, okay, if I do, if this agent expresses itself that way, um, it, um, it causes this reaction among the others. So you get that whole game theory kind of thing where, like, they start taking into, into account where, like, oh, like... Um, it's not just doing basing, you know, what, what do I want right now? But it's like, oh, it, it, what I want and how I can get it depends on what the other people want and how they can get it. So, okay. And then there's these feedback loops of like empathy and like, okay, intelligence and, um, and uh, yeah, social connection, social bonds and, you know, light and dark sides of that competition and cooperation. Um, and then, you know, uh, advanced society where, you know, humans are... Um, basically, you know, getting enough nutrition with the brain and, um, I guess, doing enough things, developing enough synapses in the brain through hunting or whether it's cooking red meat or whether it's psychedelic mushrooms, stone ape theory, um, or however it worked. There's this um, ascent into higher and higher consciousness um, and we become self-aware, like, oh, right, here I am, or maybe not totally self-aware, but, like, um, there's this sense of me, um, I guess you could say it's ego, you know, moving up into ego whereby we feel that we're separate from the environment and um, uh, we can think about the past and the future and imagination and so we're kind of creating these virtual realities in our own minds you know and you could say that that's not real but where's it happening it's happening in the universe right so it's just another level just like we we're saying you know there's biology and it's it's valid to say that that's really happening it's really there even though it's simultaneously indistinguishable from just the atomic, you know, interactions of the billiard balls of atoms, protons, electrons, neutrons, 
or just the sea of energy spilling forth from the Big Bang. Uh, it's still useful and valid to regard it in its own right as real. And so, you know, like our virtual worlds of like um, consciousness and what we're thinking and um, like this is a real thing that's happening, but it's just um, on a higher level uh, of organization of these um, lower level, so to speak, more fundamental um, earlier developed uh, structures in the flow of evolution of the universe through time. And then, so you have these, you know, humans um, talk thinking and talking basically and through language we are able to you know, have memory and anticipation and imagination and we're able to do this with ourselves and with others um, and then we start you know we start you know acting things out you know maybe that was even earlier I guess um, but having like drama and then you know turn that into literature and then turn that maybe into I don't know like uh, religion or and then maybe like extract from that like philosophy um, and maybe then science or, you know, like, you know, kind of more methodical, which I would say is just natural philosophy. I like the old name for science, natural philosophy. Um, but uh, where you basically it's philosophy, it's a branch of it, whereby you're, um, you, you're running experiments, you're gaining, you're, you're talking to the material universe basically um, or by um, carefully setting up causal flows of activity. Like, oh, I can do this, I can do that. And if I do the oh, if I do the exact same thing here and here, except I change one um, element in the, the situation here and here, then I can maybe learn something about the way the unseen mechanics of how this whole thing is working. Um, and then through feedback, you can start to figure out what's going on, um, and then apply that to expand your knowledge and create more sophisticated experiments. And so it's you know basically thinking and talking and philosophy and but um, but yeah, and so that's built nested on top of that. Um, and so, you and then and you know reading and writing. You know, like there was language long before there was reading and writing. So you're you know this like I'm speaking right now, and these are symbols which are going, you know, turning into vibration in the air, and then they it's the flow of sounds I'm making. And someone who doesn't understand English, they have no idea what I'm saying. It's just a bunch of noise, right? And that is it is right now also that it's simultaneously it's just a bunch of sound noise, meaningless, and yet also meaningful uh, if you have the code. Um, and if you can decipher it, um, and you're, if you're listening to this, I presume you're um, automatically de deciphering this with your internal dictionary. You're, you have the codes, at least a lot of it you have made automatic in your mind through study and discipline and repetition. And so a lot of this, just as it comes in, you don't have to do anything, just automatically, unconscious competence, uh, automatically it's just being decoded and um, arriving in your field of meaning and understanding. Um, or maybe some people need to work more to understand what's going on, uh, say if this is your second um, foreign language, for example. Um, so, but yeah, I'm talking and it's, you know, turning into, vibra it's just vibrations going, my face is moving, my throat, you know, my lungs, and, um, you know, of course, like my, you know, whole systems of digestion and all this, you're allowing me to have energy or whatever, all these body systems are producing a flow of encoded or encrypted um, vibration, which is moving mechanical waves moving through the air, where they bump. There's a pressure of you know air bumping into the next air, which then bumps into the next air, like a bunch of pool balls bumping into one another, and the waves of millions of pool balls kind of moving through space. Um, that's basically the air molecules um, passing that vibration and different types of vibration into the mo <coughs> the microphone, 
and then that gets turned into ones and zeros through you know the my um, interface thing, and then it's going into another you know my computer, and then the internet, and you know your device, and being you know deciphered um, into sound. And it's not really my voice that you're hearing right now; it's a reproduction. I don't sound like that, you know. It's uh, I sound like that, but not exactly like that. Um, and uh, you know you can turn down the volume. You can't turn down my volume, even if you try. World government. Um, and uh, I guess you turn down the volume if you censor me. But um, uh, maybe the volume elsewhere, not the volume right here where I am. But um, uh, yeah, and so then you know it goes into uh, your ears, and your brain understands it as oh the original meaning I was conveying, conveying or apprehending as I'm you know, thinking here or talking. Um, so yeah, and now right. So this is. But um, but that's so that's the basic level of, of uh, uh, language. But then you know through there's these other symbols of like vi you know visual symbols, and so um, you know like even there's different symbols for the same thing like American versus British English like will have different spelling like dialogue. It's just the U G the U E just gets dropped in the American one at the end, and it's like okay, so the symbols are quite different, right? Or like um, simplified versus traditional Chinese, you know, or Mandarin, you know. Um, so it's different symbols, but the same um, auditory symbol or um, oral symbol, um, and uh, yeah. So it's a different set of symbols, um, and you can have even different alphabets. Like you know, Jap Japanese they'll have like um, you can write stuff in like the Latin out, like Romanji, I think they call it, like the Latin alphabet. Um, I think that's what they call. It. I think that's they're just using the um, Roman alphabet for. Um, maybe they use it only for foreign words, not sure. Anyway, whatever, but you can have um, languages wh where um, they'll have the, uh, you know, or like Irish, you know, they have like Oum for writing things, and then they had their Irish Celtic script, which is, I believe, the only other version of the Roman alphabet, because basically the Irish were influenced by the Roman Empire, their empire collapsed, but it hadn't colonized Ireland, so Ireland maintained political stability as the Dark Ages began, and then kind of went through and had the Christianity and kind of, you know, had monasteries um, teaching people and studying ancient Greek and Latin and stuff, and, and then um, re kind of colonized Europe with monasteries and spread that. Um, uh, but so they had their own script which they developed, and then later, you know, like the the other script, I guess, which was from like Rome itself, from Italy. Um, uh, I think that's where it came from, spread, and, and then eventually became dominant in Ireland also. Anyway, but so in Irish, you'd have like the Oum, the old, you know, kind of writing, and then the Celtic. Um, Latin script, and then the, the modern um, Roman alphabet. Um, but you're saying the same words with these different symbols. Right. Anyway, um, so the, these are different levels, right, of like all this stuff, like, you know, these, what I've just been saying here, I guess, um, is of things happening, like, oh, literature and drama and philosophy and stuff. The punchline being like, um, this is all simultaneously also those lower levels of just, you know, social dynamics, just energy within social systems, biological agents doing stuff, also just um, mo molecules and chemistry, um, and also just atomic physics and just energy moving, you know. It's all these things. It, it never stopped being those other things. Um, you know, it's simultaneous. It's built on top of it. Um, 
And so uh, basically, even with these higher level things, when you're talk, when you're having a conversation, you are it is just a flow. It's simultaneous. It's not just talking. It's also a simultaneous flow of energy, um, protons, electrons, neutrons, elements, molecules, uh, biology, um, sociology, uh, philosophy, all, all these things up, you know, um, language and, you know, philosophy. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, or maybe not philosophy in every conversation, but and so, uh, and then, so it is that right now, they and then you can talk, you can give people instructions like, oh, have that cake, or hey, don't do that, or come here, or wait for me, or you know, um, and you can you know give yourself instructions, the same thing. Um, you can give yourself or others advice, like, well, it's probably not a good idea, or that's, yeah, that's, that's probably the best thing to do. Um, you can, uh, what else, describe things, um, uh, say, oh, that's a, it's a, what is that? Oh, I guess that's a, a painting of this, blah, blah, blah. Or, oh, I think that's a, um, a little mouse running off in the distance. Or maybe it's some sort of, insects but closer up it's hard to tell or whatever it is you know um so you can describe things that are happening um and but i guess you can with language it's these um feedback loops where um language is allowing you to kind of curve energy the energy language when we're talking it is just the energy of creation in flow but it can kind of um interestingly cause these, you know, effects of like um, these feedback loops of, say, like, for example, being like, oh, I don't feel good. Why don't I feel good? Oh, what did I do? Well, I guess I ate a bunch of sugar and then I, oh, wait, I ate a bunch of sugar. Huh. Well, I wonder if that's, oh, yeah, I remember someone saying maybe that causes inflammation and makes you not feel so good if you do it, eat too much. Oh, maybe that's why I'm feeling bad. Maybe I'm feeling bad because of sugar. And so you're modeling you know, there's an isomorphism where your linguistic symbols are mimicking or modeling um, the, the, the nature of reality, the structure of what's happening, of the flow of evolution through time in the last hour or whatever in your little part of the universe. And um, so you, and then that's interesting, right? And that's kind of descriptive. And then there can be prescriptive, uh, either for myself or others, um, being like, oh, well, maybe I should not do that again. And maybe I will, if, if I don't do it, then maybe I'll feel better. Hmm, maybe if I eat just a little, okay, or none. And then, you know, you don't do it, you don't eat the sugar, and then next time, and oh, I feel good. Oh, maybe I won't do this ever again, or whatever. You can see that language, these symbols, are causing very real effects in biology. Your body feels different. So language, it's just an expression of biology. But if you were just to look at the biological level, you'd be like, oh, interesting. Why is that pattern happening? Oh, it was kind of like getting more and more inflammation and you know more problems, and then suddenly it's better. Hmm, weird. I wonder why. You know, but then it's like, oh, actually, if you could look at the high, zoom out, look at the higher level, there was language there. That that process of biology, the body, which those that you know, bio, which is that bi, bi, um, biological system, on the level of the brain of that and the mind, um, the, those nested hierarchies of like flowing creation, the things happening. 
um, the language was talking about like, oh, too much sugar, maybe I should have less sugar. And that caused, um, you know, the vision of, oh, yeah, maybe things will be better if I don't do it. And we descend, you know, that particular person has, is descended from all the people who heeded such instincts and thus, you know, thrived more than humans who were a bit, you know, dim to the, the advice of, you know, reality or the patterns of reality. And so the person did it and they're, oh, okay, I will have less sugar. And then there's improved biology, healthier body. And so you can see, oh, that's the causality. Like the biologic, the high, on the high level, that biology was being expressed as certain language which fed back into decisions um, of like moving the physical body um, and which affect, or you could say biological decisions on the biological level, which are affecting the chemistry level, you know. Um, and so, and that then, and this, you know, you know, I won't bore you slash blow your mind with um, too many examples, but you know, you get the idea like where um, we're modeling what we see and just like you can watch people, you can, you can watch kids playing the ball. Like there's some kids out here hanging out and they're playing with a ball. I was looking at them before like, oh, there they are. Like, um, I'm not doing it. I'm just kind of watching them. Oh yeah, there they are. All right. Um, and in a way that's kind of what language is doing. It's kind of just taking in what's already happening in it's um, f uh, these layers feeding back over itself within the universe. Um, and so if you think about it then, okay, so that's language. And, you know, language can also interestingly allow you to go beyond language where you can, you say, if you meditate or if you just read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle or whatever other book, but that, that's the one I would recommend. It gets very straight to the point um, that uh, you can access a higher state of consciousness where you, you can live without language and you're just present. And what I think is happening there is the original energy that began this whole thing with the Big Bang and all that, the primordial basic energy, it becomes conscious of itself. And it turns out that that energy, is it conscious or unconscious? Do you know? Are you, are you that smart? Do you know? I don't know. Um, but... Well, in theory, you know, a priori, I don't know. But then through uh, experiencing, you know, like following the, the steps of, you know, the wise people have laid out before us, if we want to, pay, you know, take their help, I've been able to experience, yeah, not, not thinking. And then, being, and then it's just naturally understood, like, and this is what many, many people say. It's like, oh, you just understand, like, oh, I am that, and we're all one, you know. And so what seems to be happening is that, um, primordial reality or energy or whatever it is, essence, becomes. It, it turns out that it is conscious. Is it conscious or not conscious? One of the two, right? Um, it turns out it's the first one. And uh, it would seem. Uh, oh, it, it is, um, from my point of view. Um, and, yeah. And so um, that you can also use language to get outside of language where you could say, like, okay, I'm thinking, I don't need to think. I'm gonna. I would like to just kind of experience the now without that. All right. So, let's. I should put my attention into my body, and just pay attention to what's going in my body, and that's going to anchor me into the present moment and calm down the thinking because I can't think and pay attention to my body at the same time. And then I can just rest in. You know, my consciousness will grow, and I can kind of get into orbit, and you know, just be able to rest there without struggling so much. I need to put in a bit of a push here just to get into orbit. All right, here we go. And then, okay, you're in the zone and you're just present. Um, 
And so language is also enabling the primordial energy to kind of become aware of itself, which is pretty wild. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, there's many things language can do and you know, conversations with yourself or others or, the, or God. I guess God's other and self. But yeah, so. Um, now, then why are there always more things to say? Well, if you think about how a conversation goes or like say this podcast, like there's things where I could go left or I right or do I keep talking more about this or do I go, no, okay, focus. Um, uh, this, that's beyond the scope of this. I'll, you know, like that mysticism stuff just there. I'm like, okay, that's enough. Or I could have not even mentioned it and just gone and talk about other stuff. And, you know, there's all these forks in the road and then some of them circle back, um, others don't. And, or I could, you know, circle back and do like kind of a loop and then have gone another tangent and then circle back to the same idea again. There's so many, um, or I could just go straight and then come back to them at the end. There's many, basically, there's many different paths in the field of ideas. And I think, you know, language is um, basically um, mapping out um, the terrain of reality of these various lower levels, right? Of, so, um, you know, philosophical, and or I you could say that's above it, but yeah, um, these levels of, um, say, sociolo sociology, biology, chemistry, etc., you know, um, down. Um, turtles, you know, turtles all the way down. Um, uh, down with turtles. Actually, no, turtles are okay. Um, but uh, so language is mapping out these things, and a map is not the terrain, it's not the same thing. Um, you can't hike a map can use a map to hike, you know. Um, it mirrors the portraying. There's an isomorphism, a structural similarity. Um, and language is doing that through metaphor. Oh, you know, you know, sometimes you can't make an omelet without breaking an egg. It's like, well, is that like a logical argument for why you should do something? Egg cracks, therefore, you know, uh, to be healthy, you should, you know, suffer a little bit, you know, with you know, going running, whatever. How, how does that? Oh, wait, how's the egg connected to running? That, that seems totally different. There's a structural similarity in that. Okay, breaking one thing, it you know, um, it loses its form. Um, another thing is created. Oh, that's kind of similar to I have to, you know, I break the form of my comfortable, cozy little existence here, in order to then get this nutritious or nourishing experience of growth. And oh, I see. So there's so many things that are different. Okay, eggs are physical. Running is more of a process. Um, eggs are food, running is exercise. There's all these differences, but we, our minds focus in on the structural similarity so that we can extract some sort of meaning from it. We go, oh, I see. I understand now and enough that I could apply that in, in action, you know, or in conversation with others. Um, and so that's kind of like metaphor and, you know, um, all language to some degree, I think, is, is metaphor. Um, and what we call metaphors is just the most, you know, obvious type of metaphor. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so language, language is literally a metaphor, uh, metaphorically. Uh, anyway, um, so this is uh, what, what uh, language is doing. Um, and so there's sort of um, uh, the, the map, the map of language, of the space of possible, you know, we can map out the language space, you know, make these maps. Um, we can follow the maps of others and we can also make our own maps, you know, based on experience. Go, okay, that's what I'm doing here. Kind of, I'm making a map of what I've noticed through my experiences, right? And you're kind of looking at the map and go, oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Oh, yeah. And you, 
in your own mind, maybe going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you might copy down a few things into your own kind of map. You might leave some things out. You might, you know, add some things to your own. But um, so it's this map-making thing of mapping out reality with language. And so that terrain, like, it's, it's real, right? It's this terrain. Yes, but it's simultaneously these lower levels, like we talked about a bunch of times, right? Or at least I talked about. Um, you politely listened. Um, and of, like, biology, physics, whatever, et cetera. Um, so now um, when you're, we're choosing which direction do I go in a thought process just with myself or in a thought process with others, which you could call a conversation, um, do I just gossip? Do I just talk, you know, make small talk, talk about the weather? Or do I, you know, ask them what they do for happiness as in a sense of meaning or make a joke about death and people are like, oh, my God, this guy's crazy. What's going on? Or um, do you ask people a question or do you make a comment? All these choices, uh, do I talk about this or that or do I squeeze that in or do I speed this up or do I slow that down? Whatever. Um, directions we're taking, we're exploring the idea space. Um, it's like in a video game, you're kind of, you know, the map's all black and then you're kind of going here and there and you're kind of opening it up. Um, and so that is simultaneously a flow of biology and biology is choosing, oh, the energy goes to that neuron and not this neuron, like in my brain, you know. Um, and all the vibration goes slightly changed because I mean, it gets excited talking about this thing. And so the vibration, the brain waves are a bit different. Therefore, the chemistry changes a little bit or there's a bit more dopamine or something or whatever. And then, oh, that's a bunch of, that means it's a bunch of dopamine, um, you know, molecules, whatever, going that, down that way. More dopamine to R5, you know. And um, then that, that's made of protons, electrons, and neutrons. And so there's a flow my the way I'm talking, it's determining the flow of even like the basic atomic and energetic level of what's going on in my brain. And that has an, a connection, it's intrinsically connected, one with the wider reality. And anyway, then there's also the level of like language and it's affecting other, say you and your brain. So it's affecting that flow of atoms and whatever, chemistry and stuff, is affecting the flow of atoms and chemistry, et cetera, in your brain and other brains. And then if you're like, oh, wow, I think I want to go make an omelet, and then go running, then again, your body's being influenced on a biological, you know, chemis um, chemical level, etc. So, but also just like through resonance and, you know, things are in resonance um, in the universe uh, and, you know, everything's on some level, just energy, vibration. And so there are these connections even apart from these kind of loops. So it's all, it's all higgledy-piggledy and, you know, spaghetti intimate, you know, and tied together. Um, and... So uh, which path do I choose? Do I go this way? That's on one level, that's why there's always more to talk about because there's so many things you have to choose and there's never enough time to go through them. There's so many different paths and there's so many different ways to do it. And I only get to have this podcast once. Then I'm going to, there's other things to talk about, you know, or you have a conversation with someone once. You could have the same conversation later, but they're going to be like, oh, well, we kind of talked about this already, you know. And so it's kind of like opportunity cost or it's this or that. Like which, one, which way are we going to do it? We're going to talk about this kind of once. Sometimes there's certain things where people are happy and interested enough to talk about them many times, but that's more that's a, a smaller s subset of topics um, that people are going to be interested enough and they're not going to get frustrated and walk away from you. Um, and also there's time limits. There's certain things that, oh, what should I do? Well, the moment can pass after maybe oh, three weeks from now. It doesn't matter. It's gone. So then those conversations can't happen again. And so um, there's things, you know, you... Um, you don't get to go back and have those conversations. You have it one way, but then things move on, and then, all right, there, there was more than could ever be said, you know? Um, 
and but even just going forward, always there's going to be more. And the thing is, um, we're so there's these choices we make in how we're mapping out reality with language, and so and there's just so many different paths. So it's like just squadrillions, you know, infinite different pathways that we could take. And so there's always more to, um, to say, you know, um, on that level. But then it's not just that, because it's not just that we're mapping out reality with description and then prescription, kind of what should we do and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, 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 what would the mysticism one be? Description, prescription, misdescription, mis miscription. I don't know, misdescription, mysticism. Nah, whatever. Um, uh, put, tell me in the comments, what is it called? Um, map out my reality, baby. Um, and uh, so it's not just that because um, reality is, you know, on the energetic, atomic, chemical, molecular, biological, sociological, um, I guess cultural, literary, religious or spiritual or, you know, ideological, um, uh, uh, scientific, technological, um, linguistic, uh, psychic, et cetera, whatever levels going up and up, you know, artistic. Um, this flow of creation... It, it's still happening and it's still developing and there's still novel, the same novelty which created the Big Bang is every moment bringing in novel things and, you know, um, things that haven't happened before and that could be like a result of just like, you know, the snowball effect of what's happened before but also if you wake up then you become that primordial um, intelligence or you realise you have been it all along but it re-enters the causal stream in a pure form rather than just this, you know, momentum form and then you can bring in free will. That's how I believe, that's what I believe is going on. I think um, you can have free will only when you connect to that silence and that oneness and that cosmic energy and that cosmic consciousness, which is who we all are really behind, you know, you're the human, but like really what's animating that is this cosmic intelligence, this God, you know, and so it's the Christ, it's the son of God, or you could say the daughter of God. It's like the, the child, like the small God, you know, human God. God is a human rather than God is everything. I don't know what's going on in Alpha Centauri, but... I know what's going on here, and that means I'm God, because only God can know what's going on anywhere. God is the universe, the cosmos. Um, anyway, um, uh, so the, all these things are developing, um, and yeah, and so you can bring in the, the original energy through that, and then that's also going to cause more developments, and I think I'm doing that to some extent here, um, my podcast, whatever, um, and, you know, I think... Anytime you really connect deeply with yourself, and there's a feeling of very or artist with creativity, or anyone who's just you know kind of a, a deeper person, or someone who's got a capacity for stillness and kind of kind maybe a deeper kind of authenticity, um, then um, that will be coming forth also there. I think, um, but and then there's also you know like unseen beings like there's I don't know, but I think there's probably like you know spirits all around us that we can't see you know that have been evolving. Just like all these other levels have been evolving, there's these you know astral level evolving or whatever it is, you know, um, and we can only perceive the rainbow out of the top, which is a tiny little sliver of the electromagnetic spectrum. So how do we know that the rainbow appears to us as this concrete three-dimensional reality of like protons, electrons, neutrons, and all this stuff, biology and whatever? 
but um, perhaps that's we only perceive the things that are immediately relevant to our survival on the biological level, and then we're kind of piggybacking on that and trying to and expand our minds and start starting to understand like oh well actually there's all these other layers to this which weren't immediately relevant to not getting eaten by tigers that are actually still there. But it was like hey, what's what am I going to focus on? What's going on in the astral or how to avoid tigers? How to avoid tigers, right? So it's like perceiving things in this very limited sense. Um, but it's got opened up this ability, this space now because we you know, we have this global you know um, conversation, civilization, um, and you know relative freedom from predation, um, relative you know, WF still trying their best, um, where we can have these expansive um, ex uh, explorations of of understanding. Um, but like it's just like you know oh we wouldn't know about you know smell if if we didn't have it like we could. There could be gas in the room, you have no idea, you know. Um, uh, well, um, what else is, could be going on that we just haven't... It's totally measurable if you have the instruments, and we don't have the organic instruments in our bodies just because of the whims of this particular flow of evolution that we're on here, um, and not to have you know, arrogance to presume that this is the only path and the only way that things have been developing. So it's totally plausible in my mind that there are these beings... Um, and I think it probably is the case. That's what I feel. Um, that uh, you know, all around us, there are these other beings. You know, um, some of whom could interact with us um, to some extent. But uh, yeah, and so then they could also, if they're connect, they've got their own causal streams, um, you know, which are having effects on biology, Tom Adams, you know, culture, whatever. Um, and uh, also, if they're you know connecting to the oneness, then they're also bringing in original flows of energy and direction or whatever. So anyway, there's all the, it's not just that language, there's more, more, more to say than can ever be said um, because, you know, it's just like, oh, you have to choose paths, opportunity cost, but it's also like things are always developing and so we're keeping up with what's happening, you know, and there's the dance of like, what do I say and what do you say in a conversation together, you know, um, and you'll, you'll have that feeling of, like in a really good conversation, you have that feeling of like it's overflowing. Oh, there's like three things I'm keeping in the back of my head while you're talking. And then you, you say something, I go, oh, yeah. And then maybe I, I talk and I kind of make two of the points. And you go, oh, yeah. And then you, that makes me think. And then I can see in your eyes it's more important. What you're saying is more important for both of us. Like it's, you've got some particularly juicy thing where I've just got something that's pretty juicy. But like I can say, oh, no, no, you go, you go. What is it? And then you say it. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe I get mine off. And I've got nothing in the back of my head now. You know? And we're talking. And you've got two things in the back of your head. Or you've got nothing or whatever. But then soon enough, you know, like, oh, I'll pick up another thing. Like, oh, okay, I'll let you talk, go on or whatever. I'll just hold that for later, you know, but I, I, I can't let that go, you know. So these little paths and tangents where we're collecting and in a beautiful conversation, it's like yeah, overflowing with possibility and we're traveling, we're visiting, we're exploring and adventuring through all of the universe through, even though we're only here in the molecular or biological or like atomic sense, we're only these particular, you know, constituent parts of reality, not the whole universe although we're all connected. Energetically, we are the whole universe because it's all just one sea of energy. We're this wave, but is the wave not the ocean? Oh, that's not the Atlantic Ocean. That's just a wave. But what do you mean? The whole Atlantic Ocean is, is waves, you know, like, or like, you know, most of it, you know. Like, what are, the, what are they if they're not the Atlantic Ocean? Where do they come from? Where do they go back to? Like, they spend almost their whole existence as the Atlantic Ocean, and then they're temporarily here. You're saying it's not the ocean? What? No, it's part of the ocean. And so we're here. I've got my limited part of the universe. On a deep level, it's just it is the whole universe. I'm intimate with here, and I'm everywhere. You know, and you're everywhere. We're all everywhere. Um, but on a more conventional level, we could say, you know, on, I've only got my little part of the universe here, 
um, on this level, the basic, you know, um, atomic, biological, et cetera, um, by, uh, level. But then uh, through language, um, I am able to explore and map out, by mapping out the whole terrain of the universe, I am exploring and becoming intimate again with all, you know, it's like a homecoming kind of like, um, it's like, yeah, adventurous homecoming, like kind of like getting in touch with all that, you know, we have come from, like what life is, which we are, but then also like exploring what's it doing, what's it up to now, what's the latest news, what's going on, and you know, and um, and so just, and then this becomes part of the, you know, like I said, there's these feedback loops. So we talk about what's happening, and then that affects what happens, you know, like people go, oh, you know, people are trying to take over the world, and then it causes a peaceful revolution, of the revolution that has no enemies, and um, people are like, uh, oh peace most profound and um you know that so language is mapping things out but it's also then it's like oh okay now we have to map out what we just you know we're interfering with the experiment you know like um but yeah in a good way so anyway that's those are my thoughts on why um there's always more to say um there will always be more to say and uh it's a beautiful thing and it's like you don't we don't need to be greedy for it there's a balance there's a point of not talking enough for most people i think and then um, talking too much. But again, all things in balance, I think it makes sense that there's some people who just don't talk at all. They're like on a side, have a vow of silence. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm like, yeah, cool, that's you. But for most people, I don't think that's the point of balance. And there's some people who need to talk a lot. Uh, not like me, for example. But like, and that's also a point of balance. Like that's natural for them um, and for everyone. Like some people are doing that. But most people, you know, somewhere in the, in the middle. Um, and yeah, we don't need a... Um, feel like um, oh I can never talk say enough but um, but also not to be, you know it's a beautiful thing to feel like oh yeah there's this abundance feeling of an abundance of ideas or um, a conscious abundance like so much to be conscious of and it's just like you know beautiful luscious colourful fruit flirting from the trees being like pick me pick me and, you know taste me you know and you go okay let's and then you know on a little roller coaster ride of like thinking about things or being aware of things, and ultimately, it's the fruit is on a roller coaster experiencing itself. All right, so I'd say that's enough linguistic mapping for today. So, if you enjoyed this, please uh, subscribe, hit the notification bell. I believe that will make you is required for you to be notified when I have new episodes. Um, and new episodes come out every Friday. And uh, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Tell people on the street, um, and if you have requests for things to talk about, let me know. And um, yeah, enjoy the journey um, as I will. All right, see you next week.